is one of those stories that we all think we know, right? Because it's custom made for Sunday school lessons. There's a lot of action and there's dialogue, so it's easy to do a lesson and artwork and crafts. First, Jesus is asleep in this boat, and then Jesus is awake, and he's large and in charge, and he's calming this mega storm. And so it's easy just to zip through these seven verses and go, yeah, yeah, that's nice. Jesus calmed a storm. But let's just take a deeper look. Because here in the fourth chapter of Mark, Mark is continuing to drive home the points that Mark focuses on all through his gospel. Identity and courage. Identity. Who is this man? Who is Jesus? Now for us, the reader, we don't have to guess. Because the author of Mark gives us the answer at the very beginning of the story. If you read in chapter 1, verse 1, the author tells us, this is the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We don't have to guess. We already know it, right? But nobody else seems to get it as the story unfolds. Nobody in Mark's gospel seems to get it except the demons. Whenever the impure spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. But the disciples, the ones who were following him around, eating with him, watching him teach, watching him heal people, watching him run demons out, they don't get it. He's a good teacher. He's a miracle worker. But son of God? Really? And so it's not until Jesus is on the cross that people begin to see who Jesus truly is. And it's not even one of his disciples. In chapter 15, at the end of Mark's gospel, it's a Roman centurion. And in the cross, hanging there, the identity of Jesus is revealed when he says, truly this man is the son of God. So the identity is made known, Jesus is the Son of God, but the courage is still lacking. Because Mark's gospel ends with the women coming to the tomb, and they are terrified. And they run away, and they don't tell anyone, because they're so scared. Now this calming of the storm, it seems like it'd be a major hint, doesn't it? That this is the Son of God that they would maybe actually begin to see who Jesus is. On this particular day, when we read this story, Jesus has been out on the lake working all day. He started teaching that morning down by the lake, and there were so many people who came that he got in a boat, and he pushed himself out into the water, and he taught from there. And he talked about mustard seeds and lampstands and all these things in parables, as much as those people could understand. But then as evening came, he said, come on, let's go to the other side. And you'll notice the disciples obeyed. They just said, okay, and they took him, just as he was, and they started across the Sea of Galilee to the other side, which was the Gentile side. Now, it's understandable that Jesus was tired. He's been teaching all day. So he sees his opportunity, and he goes to the back of the boat, he grabs a pillow, he snuggles in, and he falls into one of those deep, deep sleeps. You may have been there, where you just collapse because you're so tired. The humanity of Jesus means that he understands what it's like to be exhausted. So he's just going to leave the work to his disciples. He's going to take a little rest. Because as fishermen, surely they understand how to handle a boat. And after all, this is the body of water that they live on, so surely they know how to navigate this body of water. Right? 
But then comes the unexpected. And a series of greats occur. The Greek word for great is megas, but think mega. So first we have a mega storm, then we have a mega calm, and then we have a mega fear. Now this mega storm seems to come out of nowhere. It just blows in. And these fishermen, this sea is a place of uncertainty for them. For one thing, it's a place of life, because it's where they get the fish that feeds them and their family and it's their livelihood. But it's also a place of death because the winds and the waves can take their life. And so even though they were probably used to these kind of storms, this one must have been a really bad one because they seem to freak out a little bit and they get really frightened. The waves are so high that the boat is filling with water and it begins to sink. And they need the boat. The boat is the only way they have to get to the other side. Sure, Jesus can walk on water. They haven't seen it yet. They'll see that in a few chapters. But right now, all they know, the boat, is their only security. Without it, they're going to be lost to the depths of the sea. And what is Jesus doing? He's sleeping right through it. Doesn't he care that they're about to drown? And in answer to their question, Jesus stands up and says, quiet, be still. And just like that, the storm stopped and the calm came. Now, can you imagine their faces? Can you see their faces in shock? Can you feel their hearts racing? Just a couple seconds ago, they were scared to death that they were going to die. And now they're terrified because who is this in the boat with them? I mean, they've seen the miracles, but this, this is God stuff. It is only God who speaks and things happen. Let there be light, and there's light. Only God who brings order out of disorder and cosmos out of chaos. Only God who parted the Red Sea. Only God does this kind of stuff. So, who is this man? Can, can, can he be? Is this true? How do you respond when you realize it's God in the boat with you? Well, if you're a disciple, it's fear and trembling. And the fear and trembling, though, is the thing that starts to help them to understand who Jesus is. Because it's here, on the water, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the calm, that their eyes start to open and they begin to understand Jesus is the Son of God. They're quaking inside, but that quaking is good because it's a signal. This is something new. Jesus is like them. Jesus is not like them. Jesus is no mere mortal. God is with them. So a mega storm, a mega calm, a mega fear. This is the story of the calming of the sea, but it's also the story of our lives. Because God calls us out into the water, out into the unknown, to go into mission with him. And at first it may all seem great, right? And then the unexpected comes along. And we are swamped with anxiety and fear 
and misgivings. And we cry out, don't you care, God? I'm about to die here. In seventh grade, my appendix blew up, and I had to have an emergency appendectomy. So this was like a minor storm for my family of five, right? We were getting along just fine, no problem. And the day after my surgery, my Aunt Judy came to sit with me while my mom rushed home really quickly to get a shower and some fresh clothes. And as she was quickly going through her routine, she noticed something. Left side, hard lump. Ooh, better check that with the doctor, but I've got other things to do right now. So she hurries back to the hospital to be with me, gets me through my recovery, and then she calls the doctor and has an appointment. Well, it's not long after that that she's laying in a hospital bed waiting for surgery. The thunderstorm had just morphed into a Category 5 hurricane. Expect destruction, death, collapse. At 41, she was scared to death. It was more than she could bear. Now, this was 1973, and breast cancer had a lot deadlier punch in those days than it does today, thank God. But she told us how she waited in that bed for them to take her away. She could barely breathe. Her heart was beating. She just didn't think she was going to be able to do this. And then she felt a presence hovering all around her. And she heard in her heart, be still and know that I am God. And then the mega calm. The storm just stopped. And out of all that chaos just came this peace over her. She knew that God was with her right there in that bed, controlling that storm. But then the mega fear came, because the presence of God is not something to be taken lightly. It is awesome. But that fear is good, because we are told that fear is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is insight. When that mega fear leads to all, then we know the reality that Jesus is God and God is with us right here, right now. And that gives us the courage to carry on in mission with God. Because now we know the storm cannot ever defeat us. This is Jesus the Christ, the one who even winds and waves obey. And just as it was with the disciples, just as it was with my mom, Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the triune God is with us. Why then are we so afraid? Why do we have so little faith? <laughs> because we're human, because life is really hard, Storms are truly terrifying, and faith is very fragile. And so, Jesus tells us, though, that if we believe, anything is possible. And so we cry out, we believe, help our unbelief. And in that cry for help, Jesus stirs within our hearts. He's roused to us, to come to us and say, peace, be still. And then we know who Jesus is the Son of God, and we know who we are, children of God and siblings of Christ. And the disciples, the women at the tomb, these people were terrified, yes? 
But they did come to realize who Jesus was. And in that realization of who Jesus was, they came to know who they were, and they found the courage to go out into mission and to spread the good news to the ends of the earth. And the fact that 2,000 years on, we're all here is proof of their courage and their faithfulness to the mission of God. Frederick Buechner, the theologian, writes this, and I quote, Christ sleeps in the deepest selves of all of us, and whatever we do in whatever time we have left, wherever we go, may we in whatever way we can call on him, as the fishermen did in their boat, to come awake within us and to give us courage, to give us hope, to show us each one our way. May he be with us especially when the winds go mad and the waves run wild, as they will for all of us before we're done, so that even in their midst we may find Christ. Amen. Now before we go to song, I just, I know Pastor Steve sometimes gives you questions to ponder over the week. So the questions that I'd like to ponder, or like for you to think about this week, where is the storm in your life? Where is the deep, dark place that you feel like God isn't there? Where do you feel all alone? What boat are you clinging to, hoping for security? Find that place, go there this week, and ask Jesus to stir within you to wake up and to know that he is with you, and he will never leave you. Amen.